everyone, G Money here, futurist disruptor ape, and your source for all things NFT. You're tuning into the Cutting Edge Podcast, where we discuss the importance of the emerging NFT market with culture's most influential people. Whether you want to know about the next biggest drops or just want to know the basics of where to start, the Cutting Edge can help. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome to the Cutting Edge Podcast, where culture meets crypto. Today we have a tattoo and multimedia artist known for both his work on Daddy Yankee and Ricky Martin. He is an Ink Masters finalist and has won over 150 international tattoo awards, along with multiple published works on the tattoo industry's top books and magazines. His work often explores magical figures from dragons to other spiritual imagery. And now we'll be translating into that into his upcoming NFT drop, Founder Skulls, dropping on February 22nd. Please welcome Juan Salgado. Juan, how are you? Hey, how are you, man? Everything good? Yeah, great. Thank you for taking the time. You know, I know you're a busy guy. I I live in Puerto Rico, and I, I'll say this. Uh, although I didn't know who you were, and we just met for the first time recently, um, I've always been a big fan of your work. So for those that don't know, Juan owns um, Color Conspiracy, which is a big tattoo parlor on Calle Luisa, which is, uh, it's like, I'd say it's like one of the coolest streets in San Juan, right? It's very like, uh, when I think of it, it's like very hipster, like there's yeah. graffiti on all the walls and you, you've been there, I've been here now for five years and you have been at that spot uh, since before I got here. So how long, yeah. have, you, how long have you had that, that spot for? Yeah, I've had that spot like for seven years and a half already. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like I, I consider- saw, I saw the boom, like, I, 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 like, like in the past, it used to be like a difficult street, you know? Yeah. Like like a dangerous one to yeah. walk on, even you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I uh, all of a sudden I saw like like the like the boom of the growth, mm-hmm. and I took interest in the area. That was like seven years and a half, and right now it's probably one of the busiest areas of Puerto Rico, man. Yeah, and like th- to your point, when I moved here, I remember like I I moved to like uh, Kings Court, so I I a couple blocks down the street, so I always would walk down Louisa like uh, during the day, right? Because at, at a certain point, like you didn't want to go too far down the street, but now you can go really far down the street. There's tons of like nightlife and like bars and restaurants. It's so alive. Yeah. Like I love exactly. it, like, you know, and you have been one of the the central pieces of that since the beginning, since when I got here. Cool. So, so yeah, I, I really, I really think that's awesome <laughs> in, uh, in researching uh, your work and like your, your history and how you got into the space. I, I found that, you're, you tattooed yourself for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us that story a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think it's something that most tattoo artists do, like, for the first time. Because, you, I mean, you want to try it on someone, and who better than yourself? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I did a star. Uh, it's a red star. I got in my ankle. And I always say that it's the, the beginning of the revolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's so super significant because it's a red star. You know, it's a symbol of the revolution. Right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, that that was like nineteen, like almost twenty years ago. Wow. Uh, okay. So I you did, were... I did that to myself. Uh, I've always been an artist. You know, okay. I've always been interested in art uh, all my life. But uh, uh, all of a sudden, I always say that uh, tattooing chose me because it literally, it literally knocked on my door. Right. You know. Yeah. But how? So, so this is this is how the star began. You know, like uh, I got I got a friend from Boston. A childhood friend you know i haven't seen him in a long time like probably like eight years because he left puerto rico mm-hmm. and 
I started getting into tattoos, like getting tattoos for myself, but uh, I haven't been able to do tattoos because at the time, like 20 years ago, you couldn't just go to YouTube. You know what I mean? You, you couldn't just go to YouTube and, and learn how to tattoo. And, and also you couldn't get like an apprenticeship either that easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it literally like uh, came to my door. Like I hear a knock on my door one day. I open the door. It's, it's my friend I haven't seen in a long time. He got long hair. Like he's all tattooed. I'm like, hey, bro, I got tattoos too. And he's like, yeah, bro, I'm tattooing in Boston. And I'm like, you bring your machines? And he's like, hell yeah. And, and <laughs> he just brought the machines. Like we didn't even catch up. You know what I mean? Like we didn't right. even have a conversation. He was straight up. Like bring. I haven't seen you in eight years. Bring your machines. So we set up the machines, and I just tattooed that star of me. I'm like, I think I, I think I have this. You know, I think I could I could do it. <laughs> wow, that that's awesome. And so uh, I assume up a, growing up, you were always an artist, then, right? You were always drawing. Yeah, man. Since since I was a, since I since I have views of reason, uh-huh. I've been drawing. You know, like my brother tells me when I was three years old uh-huh. that he gave me a pencil because he's he's older than me. He gave yeah. me a pencil and and. He saw like the wonder, like a spark in my eye uh-huh. when I understood that I could translate stuff from my head to, to, to the physical world. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, since that moment, I've been drawing all my life. Uh, I used to be a, like a super shy person. I couldn't look people in the eye or anything like that. And I think art got me through all of that. You know what I mean? It, it, it was a way for me like to cope with the world and, and, and all of that. So uh, it all started from that. I mean, I, I've always been drawing like my mom. So I had a talent, so she put me in a couple of art classes, you know? Yeah. And then in high school, uh, I, I found out in Puerto Rico, they have an art high school. It's uh-huh. here in Santurce. It's called the La Central, Central de Artes Visuales. Okay. So uh, I found out about that when I was in ninth grade because I was in a, like a Catholic school. Okay. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this, you know? So uh, <laughs> I, I myself in ninth grade, I decided to change schools. And I joined this art school and changed my life forever, man. Like, oh, that's cause, amazing. Because all of a sudden, you know, in, in the other schools, you were cool if you were like head of the uh, volleyball, the basketball team, or you were a cool dude. Like in this school, you were cool if you were good in art. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's like uh, I think that's super interesting because I was just thinking that as well. Right. Is that growing up, right? Like you didn't find you didn't find out like holy shit, like I want to be a tattoo artist. So you were like 19 or 20. Yeah. It wasn't where like you got into it like really young. And like a lot of times, like, you know, cause I, I'm sure like our parents, you know, I, I have, I'm Latin. So my parents were always like, you know, you have to get a good career because you need to make money because you need to provide for yourself and all that. And like my parents, like, of course they would, they would get me to, uh, to try to like, you know, be artistic and stuff, but that would be like a hobby, right? They're like, that's a great hobby. You have to do this for money. Right. So, you know, I think a lot of times too, is like, you know, your parents are, because they're looking out for the best of you, at least mine were try to you know, they would try to push me into into things as like, we know that this will be a good decision for you long term. Yeah. So I, I think it's super interesting that, you know, you were able to go and nurture that that creativity really early on without really knowing, like, you know, where is this going to take me? Right. Like, because because even you and I are both the same age. Yeah. You know, when we were when we were like teenagers, like tattoos were cool, but they weren't like what they are now. You know, yeah. like, you know, like now, like everybody will have a tattoo and like people will tattoo their whole body. But like, I think when we were teenagers, like, you know, people would have like a one, one off tattoo. Right. And then like, yeah, yeah they want I mean, to see, to see like, to see something like this, like a sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then it was that weird. didn't happen. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. And now everybody, it's weird to not see that now. Right. It's, right. <laughs> it's very different. Right. So, so how many, like, I, how many tattoos do you have on your, on you? 
on me, I, I lost the count a long time. Ago. I, got, I, I got like both sleeves. I have like both legs sleeves. I got a couple of things in my back, a couple of things in my chest that like I'm getting rid of to make uh -huh. new art. Okay. So I got I got both feet, both both hands, a little bit of right. of the neck here. Yeah, I mean, that's, I have like a little tattoo here too. I mean, I, I lost count. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that's awesome, you know. But so then, I guess my my a question I have is, how did you find your style? Like, because you know, like your style is very unique and very colorful and beautiful. Like, how did you how did you come to that? So I think styles uh, you don't you don't find them; they find you. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta you gotta do whatever you think is gonna look the coolest, the the best idea for the project you're doing. And the styles comes comes out of that, you know. Like I, I believe, like doing your best and learning from yourself and, and having a goal on, on on a vision, you want the art to be like, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, that's 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 the, the true style. Like you you can't fall a slave to that because there's right. a lot of people that just lose passion in their in their work because they're always looking for the style and all of a sudden they create these rules and they're like slaves to those rules. Right. So so I believe like style is something that it's for the the spectator. I'm just doing the best for the imagery, you know. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't complicate myself with that. So I mean, I just found it like uh, studying all styles and taking the best of each one, and and make the, this Frankenstein of style that everybody calls my style, but I don't even see it. You know, I just do whatever looks cool for me. <laughs> right. No, and and that's awesome, right? And um, I I wanted to ask because uh, I I thought about this earlier. Did you you grew up you grew up in San Juan in in San Turce? No, I grew up in Bayamon. Okay. Uh, uh, it's 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 super close, you right. know. But but, but basically, uh, all the hangouts and all the all the parties and all the art exhibits and the art movement per se uh -huh. was in San Juan. So I, I actually studied in San Juan. So like as a kid, I grew up in Bayamon. Would you could say I grew up in San Juan because I was studying here. So right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's always funny. So I coming from New York. People are always like, I'm, I always laugh a little bit because in Puerto Rico, um, people will be like, oh, Bayamon or like some places like really far away. And it's like, that's like a 10 minute drive. I'm like, exactly. it's not far away at all. <laughs> well, I always laugh about that. Like, you know, I, I go to, to Bayamon every once in a while too, right? There's some great restaurants there and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, you, um, can, you could drive from point A to point B in Puerto Rico in like three hours, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and, not, and, a big, it's not a big place. <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes it, it's funny because sometimes you're like, oh my God, you're going to go there and back in one day. I'm like, it's, it's not that bad, you know? It's, it's you know, like, I drive, you drive further in the States maybe because everything's so much farther, but of course, it's funny of course. sometimes being on an island, you know, when you take a look at like the relative size, it's like, when you look at it, you're like, it's not that bad, but um, yeah, no, I think it's really funny, but yeah, yeah. I, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to talk a little bit about um, your appearance on Ink Masters um, and and what, what was that like? Like, you know, what was that experience like? And what were like the... First, what was the experience like? And then second, what was the learnings that you took away from that? So, I mean, at first, uh, I mean, before doing the show and before being like known and all of that, I used to be like a really, really passionate underground artist. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't like TV, tattoo TV shows. I was, I was like against that mm -hmm. completely. Uh, obviously, I, I started evolving because I started seeing opportunity in those type of things, you know, like. And also, like I saw the show, and it was it was being like ruled by like not good tattoo artists at first. I'm like, man, like uh, they're feeling this to the crowd. Like it's better if I, I'm I'm I consider myself a real artist. If I get into the show and I represent like 
my type of artist. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's 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 like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk shit, you know, just go there and prove it. Right. It's better. So I just uh, they invited me in season five, I remember, I think, and I declined. Then they invited me to another season. I declined. Then they invited me again. Uh, I don't even know how they kept inviting me, I, but, uh, <laughs> but they invited they they invited me again. Uh, and I started seeing the opportunity in it. I'm like, huh? Like, I've basically done everything in tattooing. You know, I've I've won a lot of contests. I've I've tattooed a lot of celebrities, and but I haven't done I haven't done this type of competition. And and since I'm a competitor, like uh, it, it's in my blood. You know, I I love competition. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'll do it. I'm just gonna go and prove myself there. You know. Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I, I decided to do it. Uh, they, they declined that time. I don't know if I was to show me a lesson or something. <laughs> but, but then they're like, okay, let's do something. Uh, we won't take you for season nine, but, but say yes to season 10. I'm like, okay. So I, I did season 10, and it came in perfect timing because the hard part for me would be, I, I mean, I'm booked for two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, taking three months off. It's a, it's a craziness, you know, right. it's a logistical craziness. So, uh, Hurricane Maria came to Puerto Rico. I don't know if you were here from, you were here from Maria? Yeah, I was. I, I got here four months before that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I came from, uh, Maria came and uh, Maria came exactly in the same dates that I was supposed to go to the show. Mm-hmm. So, basically, for those three months, uh, the island was closed. Right. So right. it was like logistically it was perfect for me, uh, but at the same time I was heartbroken because I, I I was doing the show. They actually rescued me from Puerto Rico. I spent two weeks after Maria here, and they they paid a really expensive flight to take me out so I can do the show. Right. But I, I had a lot of mixed feelings as all of a sudden I'm competing, mm-hmm. but my head is not there. My head is in Puerto Rico because uh, for for me I have lost my my business. I've lost my house. I've lost where I was going to yeah. live. I thought I had to move from the island. So it was a weird mix of feelings that I think helped me during the show. Because, man, let me tell you, the show is super stressful, bro. Right. I mean, you're, you're living with 24 people in the, same, in the same area, like actually in the same room, like yeah. bunk beds. You know what I mean? Like the military. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a grown-ass man, you know. <laughs> I'm already made. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm there sleeping with people like after a hurricane, you know. So it was stressful, but at the same time, I didn't feel I had something to go back to. Right. So that yeah. kept me in the competition, and that kept me kept me very focused because I'm like, this is what I have to do. I don't have to do much else right now. So let's right. compete. So yeah, man, I, I, I love the show. To be honest, uh, it was a little harsh to understand that it, it was a show. Like part of it was a show too. You know, like it is a competition. I I, I can tell you it was fair and square with the tattooing. But uh, obviously, they take other things in mind as well. I wish I would have known that before doing the show. I would have, I would have been crazier. I would have right. flipped tables and all that. <laughs> but I wanted, to, I wanted to keep my cool because I was representing the crowd of Puerto Rico, the, right. my, my island. I'm, I'm, I'm super in love with my island. The people here love me too. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, I did all the competition for them. Like in every season, I just, I was talked about Puerto Rico and how I wanted to bring glory to my people and all that. So, yeah, man, it was a crazy experience, but uh, at the same time, uh, I loved it because it gave, it made me fairly, feel, uh, fall in love again with tattooing. Wow. Because you know? okay. the competition was really harsh, you know? Right. And I've been tattooing, when I did the show, I've been tattooing for 14 years, something like that, 15 years. And I was competing with kids that have been tattooing for three. 
and they were making my my time hard, bro. They were they were they were badasses, bro. Right. Like, what you know? <laughs> and then you you gotta you gotta do these kind of competitions so you can measure yourself, like where you are right now with today's artists. You know what's happening? Right. Yeah, so yeah. It humbled, it humbled me. It made me like go back to my fundamentals and work on my outline again, work on my shading again, work on the longevity of my pieces. So, man, for me, like, it was heartbroken. I was, I was super heartbroken because I, I felt, I feel I won the finale. You know, I got second yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Everybody felt that way, too. Like, 95% of the, of the, of the viewers uh -huh. saw me win. Right. But they, they decided uh, else, else, like, uh, for, the, for the other artists. So it was a little bit of, of a heartbreak for me, but it was complete growth. And, and man, I'm grateful for that, you know? That, that's amazing. And, you know, like, I... I can really relate to you um, with regards to like the tragedy of what the island was like after Maria hit, uh, yeah. and, you know, like you, like I, I left because I had a business that I had to run off the island no matter what. But like, you know, I, I had only been here for like four or five months, but it's still, it was like so heartbreaking, right? Like just yeah. even now, like when I meet people and, you know, I hear about their story of what happened and the trauma and like the sadness of all of it. Like I can just imagine how that could have fueled you, you know, being from here and, and your entire life being here. Right. And everybody, you know, being affected by it. And like, that's, I, it, it's, I mean, it's not funny, but like, it's just, it's I, the pop, like one thing I love about the Island is just like the passion of Puerto Ricans and yeah. how even like when shit happens, like, you know, you rise up, right. Like, you know, like what, one, I think one of my favorite parts about living here, uh, and being on the island is like I, I didn't know how to dance salsa when I moved here, and now like I know how to dance salsa, like me, me defiendo, right? Like I, I can do pretty well. Cool. And, like, but like you can be walking down the street in like La Placita, and like people just start breaking out into salsa. And like when I remember when I came back, like right after Maria, like that liveliness was gone, and I yeah. was so scared that it wasn't gonna come back. And that's I was, why I said I'm sorry when you when you told me. I'm like I'm sorry because you got yeah. like for those four months you got the best Puerto Rico, bro. Yeah, no, it was Maria, we're yeah. still rising. We're still rising. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I feel like now like things are are finally starting to come back. But I like I even remember um, this was right before COVID, like the earthquakes that hit the south side of the island. Like that was like fuck another thing, right? Like bro, fourteen thousand earthquakes. That's not, yeah. that's not even like real, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy. And like I remember like one of those weekends, like I went to Costco and I filled up my car and we were driving it like down to the south side and like. You know, I was in traffic for like five hours just to like deliver it to like a drop off point. But I'm really? like, you know, like we like we help each other. Right. Like, you know, we're all yeah. here together. And, you know, like if I can provide um, and I'm going to provide, you know, like provide the way that I can. And like to me, it's like that's that's one of the things I love about living here is just that people are just so like the liveliness. And I was just so scared that that was not going to come back. And, you know, like yeah. I, I'm so happy to see it coming back slowly, you know, and yeah. like, you know, like it. But like, you know, it's and, and again, like to that point is like your shop on Louisa has always been there. Right. And it's been like an anchor. Right. And like to yeah. me, like when I walk down the street, like I'm like, yeah, I know color conspiracy is right there. And so, like, I really commend you for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, I think I think the show helped a lot because uh, when I did the show, uh, obviously, Maria came. So uh, we needed we needed a booster, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think the show kept my shop alive. Because mm -hmm. if not, I would have gone out of business, I think, you know, because who wants to get tattooed, you know, in the middle of right. covering the island from a hurricane, like no electricity for six months. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I, I, no, I totally agree. Like I, like I, man, I had, I remember the first time I came back was in uh, early November 
uh, to kind of just like pick up some of my stuff and, and, you know, see how my apartment was doing. And yeah, I was just so sad because like such a lively place. So like when, when things started coming back slowly, I, I wanted to come back as soon as I could um, because I wanted to be able to kind of help do whatever I could uh, to kind of my, whatever contribution I could give to help. I wanted to be there for it. So um, like, like I said, I love being, I'm Latin, I'm Ecuadorian and Uruguayan. So, you know, I very much, when I came here, like I felt like I was with family because I grew up in Latin culture, but yeah. Like it's, it, I love it here. I think it, I think it's good. Um, yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico has a magic to it, man. Like, I, like, like you probably, I've been, I've been around the globe, <laughs> and Puerto Rico is special, man. I yeah. Love it. yeah, and even you know, it's funny too. Like, so now when I travel, and they're like, "Where do you live?" I'm like, Puerto Rico, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And like, they're like, "Do you know this person?" And like, as crazy as it sounds, because you're on the other side of the planet, like you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, I, I do know that person, right? Like. <laughs> Wow, like you know, it's like it's like a small, it's like a giant small town, and like yeah. that camaraderie. Like even when you travel, or like dude, like when I hear Bad Bunny play somewhere, right? Like I just, and then like I see the club going nuts to a Bad Bunny song, and I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome, right? Like it's yeah, that, it's, that makes me proud. I think I think one of our best assets here is it's talent, man. Like we have great artists in, in all yeah. around, you know, like in music, in art, in in murals, everything, man. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, I, I let's, let's get into that now because like one of the reasons, you know, we met at Metaverso and yeah. one of the, uh, one of the reasons why I, I did Metaverso here was because, you know, I've been active in the NFT space and I, you know, I, I've seen how it's changed artists' lives. And, you know, for me, it's like one of my things that I've always tried to do is like, how do I kind of give back to the community in, in a way that I can? And like, how do I get Puerto Rican artists involved into NFTs? Because, I know it can change their lives because I've seen it happen firsthand. Like, what are what are your thoughts um, with you know how do you think and how have you seen NFTs empower the community in Puerto Rico? And like, what do you think we could be doing better to to help educate more people here? So, man, I think I think a lot of people are interested. Like to the level that I I was known as the tattoo artist, and now when people stop me, they're like, "Hey, man, you're you're the NFT artist." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's to that point. But uh, definitely, it's in a level that we need to pursue education. Right now, like all the projects I'm going to do from now on include uh, a lot of education beforehand. Uh, yeah. so, so people can learn, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, NFTs is it's not even the future anymore. It's the present. So the, right. the people have to, they have to get up to date. So I think it's, it's, I, I'm not doing this to sell collections. I'm doing this to actually help people, you know? Right. Yeah, no, and I, I love it. Like, and, you know, one of the things that I felt the best about the event that we did was not only did we raise a bunch of money for charity, but like I had artist friends that uh, six months before I was like, hey, have you heard, have you ever heard of NFT? And she was like, no. And I'm like, Let, like, let's mint your first one. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I, yeah, it's so intimidating. I'm like, no, no, we're going to help you mint the first one. We're going to teach you the minting process. We're going to walk you through it. And then like when the auction happened and she sold her NFT, like, she was so happy and I was like, I felt, and now I think she's minting NFTs all the time. I'm like, this is so great because I'm empowered. I'm helping this person help themselves. Right. It's like, it's one of those things, right? Like if you give a person a fish, you feed them for a day, but if you teach them how to fish, you feed them for life. Right. And exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. Cause yeah, like, me too. that's, that's the way you help the most people. For sure. And, and we, and you help the community, you know, because yeah. education doesn't help me. It helps everyone. Right. Right now, so so I'm looking at it like that. I'm I'm not being like egotistical or individual about it right now. I'm just I just want to make I just want I just want to make it work. You know, I just I just want to make it run. I want to use like all my capabilities and all my reach 
mm-hmm. and all my crowd because I want to show them, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's amazing because I think, you know, um, when when I heard that you were getting involved in like Bikismo and like, I was like, oh man, like I love these guys. Like I walk down the street and I see their art. And now the fact that like they, they're coming and they're going to be part of Metaverso and they're doing NFTs, like I was like, this is fucking great because I know a lot of people look up to you guys in Puerto yeah. Rico, you know? So I, I, that, I've been super happy about that. What, cool. what, what did you, how did you find out about NFTs and what intrigued you about it? Man, I mean, uh, I think the first one that told me was my brother again. My, my mm-hmm. brother's a genius. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's an engineer and he's always been like uh, adelantado. How do you say? Uh, like at the forefront. At the forefront, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was telling me about it for a while and I'm like, eh. And uh, I got a lot of friends that are clients as well that uh, they were into crypto and all of that. So uh, I think, you know, started from conversations with them, mm-hmm. you know? And when they explained me, like, the, the resale and, uh, and all the properties, I'm like, man, like, I, I need to get into this, man. And I, I'm always, I, I've always had a vision for the future as well. Like, I remember when I started tattooing, I felt the epiphany. I'm like, man, I think I'm, I, I got this on time, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not that explored, you know? Like, it's not uncharted territory, but it's unexplored a little bit. So uh, to be honest, when, when I started like uh, learning about NFTs and all of that, I felt that same like epiphany joy inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So man, it, it just blew my mind. You know, and, and uh, obviously, like a lot of people think NFTs are art, but I, I, I see it more as a concept. You know, like we're using art to teach the concept. Right. Basically. Yeah. No. I, and I totally agree. I I think that that's the right way to think about it because everything is an NFT, right? Exactly. So, Art is just one thing, just the same way that art is one industry in the real world. You know, digital art is going to be one industry in the digital world. So I, I think that's the perfect way to think about it. And and again, just like you, I'm trying to educate as much people because I can only think of so many things, right? Like I, I can be like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. But if I can help people understand, 100 people understand, then that's 100 people thinking of new ideas that I probably yeah. would have never thought of, right? And so... I think that that's the collective experience that we want to kind of get the world to embrace the technology. Yeah, I, I want people to get into the water. Like I, I, I compare it to surfing. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta get your surfboard and you gotta get your waves, man. Because if not, you won't understand the ocean. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's something like that. Like NFTs and then buying NFTs and all that seems difficult. Mm-hmm. But once you're in, it's it's so easy. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. So it's basically I, I, that. Like like the advice I can give to people is just man. Yeah, and, and to that, that's why I try to give, like, I'll give away, like, an NFT to people. Like, you know, it's not valuable, right? It's not, like, an expensive thing, but it's more to be, like, this is how easy it is. And then, like, and then you just figure it out from there. It's, like, we all, like, as humans, we like to collect things. We like art, right? Like, we're naturally creative. So it's, like, how can I just give, sprinkle a little bit, and then you can kind of run with it, right? Because, exactly. like, to your point, is like, you need to get the reps in, right? Like, you need to get the time on, on the board, right? Like, like, I, I've never surfed, but I can tell you, like, I don't understand the ocean the way you do because I've never surfed, right? And exactly. exactly. Reason, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, uh, I see, like, NFTs are, are super addictive, too. Like, I, 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 compare, I compare the feeling of buying NFTs to the feeling I had when I, when I was nine years old, ten years old, they took me to the toy store. Mm-hmm. You remember that when you bought your, like, your Ninja Turtles yep. and all of that? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's super exciting, man. I, I, really, I, I really like it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Or like even like opening like a pack of baseball cards, right? Like exactly. you don't know what you're going to get, uh, but you're hoping you get like your favorite baseball players. 
it, it, it was really cool. And, and that's, that's what I think that people understand. And it just get, help. It just sparks people's imagination to start yeah. thinking, okay, what's the next thing we can do with it? I mean, any, I think anything could be an NFT. I was in Twitter the other day and they were joking about, you know what, the, the note that Kanye West did? Yeah, yeah. Like dissing NFTs, yeah. like that note can be a very expensive NFT. Oh yeah, for sure. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the day that comes when he's gonna make that his first NFT. Like yeah. I wouldn't like that's not, that seems like a very Kanye thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be record breaking. Oh yeah, it's that. gonna be a very expensive NFT. No matter what he does, like that's why I, I laugh about it because I'm like, okay, he's not ready yet, but he'll he's gonna. It's only a matter of time because somebody's gonna explain it to him in a way where he's gonna be like. Oh yeah, all right. Let I get it now. Like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I see it, and the, the guarantee I give people that this is something that's just definitely going to take over. There's no turning back. Is that it solves a problem in humanity? Whenever something solves a problem, why get rid of it? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, it yeah. solves a, 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 a expensive billion trillion dollar problem, and it's a resale market. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's, it's only only that, you know, imagine all the other properties. Well, only by that property, I can assure you it's something that's here to stay. So yeah. you might you, you might you might want to learn. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Right. It's like I and I think part of it might be our, our wisdom. Right. Because we've been around. Right. So it's like I understand when, when I found NFTs and I realized it, I was like the chances that I will find like the next revolution in technology like I, I felt like I was at the right place at the right time and I, it made sense to me, but the, the chances that I was going to find it again in the future was very slim, right? Because I would either be like too old that I wouldn't be like very tech savvy or yeah. I, I wouldn't be at the right place at the right time. And like, to your point, it solves a problem that, that, uh, that is definitely needed and, and we're seeing it happen in real time. Yeah. I mean, all, all the major companies are just, if they, if they haven't switched to NFTs, I can assure you they're starting it like crazy. Yeah. Because man, like for example, like Nike, Adidas, all, all these brands, like NFTs are gonna make them so much more money, you know? Right. That, yeah, they, and that they deserve, that they deserve yeah. though, because yeah. it's resale of their product. Right. So, yeah, and it's, it's it's super fair. I mean, the blockchain is it's, it's something crazy, man. I mean, I I definitely I'm I'm betting all to it right now. To be honest. Right. Awesome. And so yeah, I guess that's a great segue to talk about founder skulls, right? So. Um, it's your first NFT collection, but it's yeah. not your first NFT. You sold the Lotus Diamond in December for, I believe, thirty-two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and so, what? So, what was that like? What, what was? So, you know, like that was your first NFT collection. I'm sure you must have been nervous, right? Because yeah. uh, any any time you're doing something in the space, like you know, you even myself, I'm like, oh man, like I hope this works, right? Like I hope this goes as planned. So. Yeah. Walk through, walk us through that process. What that was like, and and then what sparked because of that. So uh, I, I had a plan. I mean, uh, at, the, at the time, I, I can say I didn't understand the way I understand now the, mm -hmm. the NFT world. So uh, I just wanted to create uh, my first NFT to be as cool as possible, you know. So I thought about making my art, like animate my art, you know. Mm -hmm. So because I see a lot of artists that are doing NFTs that that. Like they, the, the, their style doesn't match their NFT. So I wanted to make it like a almost perfect match, if not perfect. So uh, that was that was an investment, you know. Uh, the reason the reason I got sold into thirty two thousand dollars is because it basically costed me like ten k to right. to because I mean uh, uh, the, obviously the utility it had because you by buying it you won a VIP session 
with me, you know? Right. Uh, so, so wait, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit too, right? Because you recently announced that you're closing your book for new appointments, right? Yeah. So I guess because of that, that would, that would make this NFT more valuable, right? Because yeah. you had already closed your book. So if anybody wanted to get tattooed by you, this was kind of the only way to do it. Exactly. Right. So uh, for, for this one, I mean, I, for this first NFT, my Genesis piece, I haven't closed my books yet. Oh, okay. So I, I was just, I was just uh, doing the, uh, the VIP tattoo sitting as the utility, you know? Okay. So, okay. Uh, so basically the tattoo sitting is, is uh, valued at 7K. Mm -hmm. uh, the animation cost me 7K, that's 14. So I'm like, oh, I, you, you do an investment, you want to double it? Right. So I, I started my, my floor price at 7 Ethereum, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I believe it was a huge mistake. Like, now I understand it's a mistake. Uh -huh. But at the time, I, did, I didn't understand. I didn't get it. So right, right. Uh, so basically, nobody put a bid for four days. So I'm like, I, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to post a tattoo after this and forget about it. Uh -huh. And 45 minutes before it closed, uh, somebody bought in. And oh, bro, awesome. I, 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 was, I was already resigned. I'm like, Man, I mean, you, you got to understand. I, I don't know. But... Uh, it's it's super nerve wracking those right. first experience, you know. As like my first tattoo, the first tattoos I did on people, right, were right. nerve wracking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing a pattern here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, and I I'm sure because it's also it's like you don't want to sell yourself short, right? Because you're like, well, I know my worth, I know my market rate, my price. Uh, this is what I what I deserve. But it's always like it's really interesting with auctions, and like I still get confused too, where it's like you kind of want to start it underpriced because you know that people will come in and bid it to like whatever the market value is eventually. But like, you also don't want to price it too low because you know, it's like, well, I would never sell it for this price. So it's like, it's very, it's like a very double-edged sword. So, yeah. but, and, and it gets, you get better with experience, right? I'm, I'm sure what were like the key takeaways you learned from that, that you ended up applying to founders calls. So, uh, okay. That was a, a one of one piece. <laughs> first of yeah. all, uh, uh, like right now, I'm, I'm more interested in collections because I, I want I want pe uh, it's a it's a better way to educate people, and it's way more affordable, so anyone can buy it. You know what I mean? Because seven Ethereum, I mean, it's a it's a yeah. lot of money for most. Yeah, it's people. a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, so I learned I, I learned that that that's a reason because everybody's like when I sold that one, everybody everybody thought I was gonna like do a thousand of those and be multimillionaire, but uh, <laughs> I just stepped back and and went, well, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not ready. I gotta learn a little bit more. Uh -huh. of the community and, and that's that's where i learned like the most important part here is, is community right now and uh utilities you right. know so i wanted to i wanted to do a collection that gave the 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 holder more than they than they bought for you know what i mean yeah so uh so i figured out uh, this way and and that's how the idea came of doing a, a collection of uh, five thousand unique skulls the the name of the collection is tattoo skulls society the first collection in it is going to be the Founders Calls. That's, that's the one we're doing right now because we want it to be a community for artists, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's why it doesn't have, like, my name under it. It's not, like, Sangado Skulls, you know what I mean? Right, right. Because the, the, like, the belief in here is to create a community and a platform for me and for future artists for longevity, you know what I right. mean? Because nobody's sustainable, you know? Right, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a collection of 5,000 unique skulls. And they're gonna be not over two hundred and fifty dollars. So we're thinking even in between two hundred and two hundred and fifty. It depends. Okay. It can be a point oh eight, point one. Depends on the market. Right. Uh, on the twenty second is yeah. gonna be is gonna be the release. But the the the, the skulls are super cool. But what got me most excited is is I want people to know the utilities in it. You know what I mean? So 
uh, basically, like I, like you told earlier, earlier, I clo I closed my books because I'm I'm booked for two years, so uh, it's something that had to happen, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, being a holder is gonna make you obviously part of the community, and with that, uh, you're gonna be able to to have a you can you can <laughs> access my bookings. You're guaranteed a spot in the waiting list, so every time like whenever uh, I open my books again, you're the first to know, and obviously you have a first say because you're a holder. Right. Uh, Second of all, we're going to have like uh, raffles and giveaways. We're, we're thinking like, I, I don't want to say once a month because it could be even more, you know, because it's, it's going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cool part about it is that you can, you can either win uh, a print, a sticker, an original painting, original drawing, or a VIP tattoo session with me. Oh, so wow. uh, thinking about that, I wanted to make it fun. So what I'm going to do is the winner is going to be announced. So you're going to have a winning lottery ticket. So, and you have five days so people can bid on it, uh -huh. offer you, or you can either like save it and, and redeem it with, with oh, a wow. tattoo sitting, you know? Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, really cool. So we're also going to do like, uh, we're going to do like one annual event here in Puerto Rico. It's a, it's a huge event. We have, we actually have a, a great team working on this and uh, we have a, a really amazing uh, event planner. He's done like, huge sponsors in Puerto Rico and all of that. So he's working with us. So we're going to do like one annual party for all holders. And maybe we're going to, uh, we're thinking like uh, having like art openings and all of that. And uh, every holder is going to have discount if they want to have paintings in the activities. You're going to have a 15% discount in, in any tattoo or any artwork you get by me if you're a holder too. So right. this is a very fun way so people can feel they have like a winning lottery ticket every time, right. you know? And if, if you're a holder, you can just keep on uh, uh, trying to win. Right. And if you, if, you, if you buy 20, 30, you have more, more chances uh, Yeah. More chances to win. So yeah, I, I'm, I, just, I'm just thinking of, of how, how can we, we can make this fun, how we can make this like interactive too. Like we're building a website, it's, it's almost done, uh, where you can actually like uh, interact with your NFT, with it, and all of that is coming. So. Oh, I'm that's super awesome. excited. No, that that's that seems really cool. I'm yeah, I, I definitely I want to go to the party. I yeah. feel like the, the party <laughs> will be will be great. Um what 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 time of the year would you think of doing it? Like in the I guess maybe the fall, spring? The fall? party? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking depends, depends, but uh around around Christmas time it's a good cool. it's it's a good time in Puerto Rico because <laughs> you're off you're off the hurricane season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's cold everywhere, so if people want to travel to Puerto Rico to, to defrost a little bit, right? I, I think and it's gonna be cool because I I I'm, I'm, I really want to have holders in, in a lot of countries, you know. So I'm I'm hoping for that too. Okay, so, that's awesome. yeah, man. But I'm super excited, man. Uh, wait till you see the parties, bro. It's, and, it's gonna be so crazy. I, I'm just gonna tell everybody just in, for the people that don't know at home, <clears throat> Puerto Rico has one of the longest Christmas seasons, and I would say one of the funnest Christmas seasons, right? Like. The Christmas season in Puerto Rico begins the day after Halloween and it ends um, on sunset in like the middle of January. And yeah. it's like an island wide party the entire time. And it's so much fun. And that's the best time of the year. I, I grew up in, in like snow and white Christmas and I didn't think I would ever not love it. But being here has definitely been like, you know what, like Christmas in the tropics is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I think we appreciate Christmas a lot because it's right after hurricane season. Yeah, so everybody's celebrating because most most of the time we don't get them. You know, we get them from like every ten years, something like that. Right. Uh, so I think it's a celebration of both things. It's like it's Christmas and we didn't get a hurricane. 
Yeah, no, that, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. <clears throat> yeah. so, so the utilities, the utilities in my collection are just going to keep evolving, you know. Mm. Uh, I just want to interact with the community, get, get a large number of community members and, and take it from there, man. This is just the beginning. So imagine that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sure you have a lot of other ideas, too, that you're like, OK, well, how do we make that feasible in the exactly. long term? Like, let's think about that. But we, we start with this. I mean, I, I like just obviously by the way you're structuring this, you've obviously spent a lot of time thinking about this as a tattoo artist, your time is, you know, obviously time is the most valuable asset everybody has, but as an artist, your time is even more valuable, right? Because people are actually paying you for your time to, to draw on them. Yeah. Um, how do you think NFTs are going to kind of revolutionize the tattoo industry? Man, I mean, uh, let, let me, let me, let me, let me give you a preview of, of my next plan after this collection. Like, uh, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna limit my booking through NFTs right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because uh, because of all the properties. Because of if, if somebody somebody could even like buy your your NFT like your your booking just for resale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so I think it's it's a it's a it's a great way because I keep doing my art on people that want my art, mm -hmm. but also we can all make money at the same time because it's it's not it's not only the the, the creators that have the money. Obviously the the buyer. A reseller mm. uh, so it's 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 basically the same thing happening but are more people benefiting out of it right you know so yeah. uh, i think uh, since it solves a problem again i think it's something that uh, I, i'm probably going to be one of the first ones that have done it i, I know that there's people that already done it mm. but uh, i just i just i just gonna see it catching up catching up you'll, you'll see i think i think most of artists in five years their appointments are going to be nfts for sure right. I know. I, I totally agree. I, I'm sure you definitely uh, on the island and probably off the island as well. I'm sure a lot of other tattoo artists have reached out to you being like, hey, what do you think? And, you know, probably being like, you know, what are you thinking? And I'm sure you're having these conversations a lot with them. Yeah, for sure. They're all, most of them are, are actually like waiting to see what happens. The 22nd. Right. They're like, let's see what happens. Let's see if it works. Because right. most people believe it's 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 a movie, man. They, yeah. You know? They yeah. No, people, they think, people, people think crypto is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No. So we're, we're still at that phase. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I think with my collection, we're we're gonna show like not only the world but the Latin America community too that it, it is real and it's in, and it's here to stay. Yeah. No. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um. I I, I can't wait. I know I'm gonna go out and, and buy some myself. Yes. <laughs> um. So the the our audience, the people that listen in, love hearing about creators' processes and the technologies that they are using. What program? What programs are you currently designing in uh, when you're making your NFTs? So uh, we're using Procreate. Uh, okay. I'm actually, I'm actually, I, I have a partner in this. It's because uh, uh, I do like all the design stuff, and he, he does like all the all the programming. So mm -hmm. basically, uh, we're creating uh, all the elements in in Procreate. They already created. We, we created all the elements in Procreate, and uh, uh, him and I. His name is Outlaw. Okay. He wants to be named by by his, 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 his pseudonym, uh, and ba basically we work on all the elements. And I'm not sure what program he was using right now. To the, it's it's a ran like a randomizer program. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was supposed to be here in the interview, but he couldn't make it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, and yeah. then, are you have you decided what chain you're drop you're doing the drop on? Are you doing uh, it? Yeah, we're going to do it uh, through our, obviously the main thing is going to be through the website, but, okay. uh, but the resellers, I think it's going to be open sea for sure. Okay. So you're, but you're doing the drop on Ethereum. Oh ah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I know I know I know Polygon has been like popular lately and all of that, but uh, I think uh, it, it, Ethereum is more user friendly till the moment. So right. we, we don't want to limit by anything. So I mean, it's going to be affordable either way. Right. So Ethereum for sure. All right, cool. I, yeah, I think that's going to be great. Um, for the people who are wondering uh, how they can enter and grow in the space, what do you believe are the key factors to success that they should be looking into? Uh, what do you mean? Like people who wants to get into like, the NFT business? Yeah, like no people, creators. For creators that want to come into the NFT space, what do you what what advice would you give to somebody, any artist, whether it be a tattoo artist or uh, uh, another medium? Yeah. What what, do you, what should they do uh, to help? Okay. Success? Okay. Okay. So this is really important, and and I don't know if people are gonna get this, but uh, when I started in art, making money was was never my north, I and mean, it shouldn't be your north. Like your north should be like. How can I do the, the best project I can? And how can we can make everybody win? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do a collection, uh, I, I encourage you to. But think about the community. Think about the buyer. And think that people, the art is super cool. And there's a lot of art collectors. But people want to see, want want a little bit more. I think, I think the utilities, you got to focus mostly on utilities. I would say... I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to talk percentages, but maybe like thirty percent, thirty percent art, seventy percent utilities. I would say, uh, just make it fair. Just, just put in the in the buyers in the in the collector's shoes. And how how would you buy an NFT? Why would you buy an NFT? Why would you like it? Why why do you feel important to have that? You know, uh, the significance of it. It's it's really really important. So so work on that. You know, like don't fall in love with your art. Because sometimes you do amazing stuff. You think it's gonna sell and it doesn't sell. And it's just because you gotta understand the, the market, you gotta understand the community, and and obviously give always give more than you can take. Right. So I think that's a good advice. It's something I'm implementing into this collection too. Yeah, and I, I definitely it definitely shows, right? Because you're definitely <clears throat> underpricing. You know, the initial thought would be like, oh my god, like I would never sell anything for this price because it ruins my brand or whatever. But I agree with you that allowing your community to experience that upside is going to be good long term. You know, and yeah. Uh, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I know we're coming up to the top of the hour. I don't want to take too much of your time anymore. I'm, I'm really appreciative of everything that cool. you've, you've given to us already. One last question before you go. What's your favorite NFT that you own? My favorite NFT that I own right now, uh, I, have the, I have one of the bio pills. Okay. And I, I love it because they give me offers every day for it. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> selling. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I, I love so every, it. Every day, bro, I get an offer. So. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's great. And so uh, for people that want to uh, to learn more about the drop or, or get involved, what uh, what's the best way, what's the best place to either reach out to you or follow you or, or so, say so we have we have an Instagram. Uh, it's it's called it's tattoos skulls society skulls with a C with a with a with a Z. How do you say that? With a Z. 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 Yeah. 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 And uh, or you can go through my Instagram. It's Juan underscore Salgado. I would prefer people to go through my verify accounts because okay. to avoid scamming. You know what okay. I mean? So I'm working on that Instagram, but I, I'm also going to be posting everything through mine. Okay. And also, I decided to use my own Twitter mm -hmm. because of the same thing. You know, okay. I'll make sure to put the to put the links in the show notes so that yeah, people sure. will have the, the sites. But Juan, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Thank I really you, appreciate it. Um, 
I love everything that you're doing for Puerto Rico. I, I hope we can maybe uh, collab together on something and, and oh, help, uh, help do something for the island because that's something I really want to focus on this year. And I love everything that you're doing. And, you know, maybe one night we, uh, we grab a beer in La Placita. Yeah, bro, let's do it anytime. Um, for sure. But, but thank you for coming on. And everyone, Thanks thank you for, for tuning me. in. Uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in and, you know, we'll see you guys next week.